From South Bend, Indiana, I'm Jacob Titus. Welcome to episode six of This Day in South Bend. On this podcast, we're trying to better understand our city and its people by turning to the archives of the South Bend Tribune. In each episode, I read an article or section published in the Tribune on that date in some year past, some days tying the subject to a current matter and some days simply enjoying the history. Today is April 10th, 2020. Something that's hard to miss when you're searching through old issues of the South Bend Tribune is that the news, and it's still mostly true today, talks about death a lot. Even today, it's a common criticism of a lot of local media that you turn on the news, uh, the local news in the evening, and there's a big focus on crime and death and sad, tragic things. Well, what's particularly interesting to me as I look through these old newspapers is the the bluntness and matter-of-factness and detail that goes into articles about the death of people, sometimes well-known and sometimes not well-known people here in South Bend. And so today we turn to the front page of the South Bend Tribune on Monday, April 10th, 1882. A horrible accident in which Fred Dutch loses both his legs and his life. Another sickening railway accident, fully as terrible in its details as that of a week ago, wherein the lad, Oni McCrary, lost his life, occurred Sunday morning at the Lakeshore Depot, about 5 o'clock, resulting in the death of one of our best-known German citizens, Fred Dutch proprietor of the saloon on Main Street in the Oliver House block. His wife and little daughter were attending to go to Chicago on the 448 train, and Fred went to the depot to see them safely on board the cars. When the train came along, he went into the car with them and remained until the train began moving off. Hurrying out, he was in the act of stepping off the platform as the car was nearly opposite the ladies' passenger building When his foot slipped and he fell lengthwise on the ground, his face coming in forcible contact with the edge of the depot platform, cutting a deep gash on the left side of his head just above the temple. As he is a large, heavy man, weighing in the neighborhood of 250 pounds, it is thought that the fall stunned him and being unable to save himself, rolled off the low platform under the moving train. Night operator Tullerton and baggageman Falk saw Fred's danger and ran to his assistance, but were unable to relieve him from his perilous position. His legs swung across the track as the first trucks of the car from which he had fallen passed him, but the last wheels ran over them, crushing the right foot to a jelly and mangling the left leg a little above the knee in a horrible manner. Three or four sleepers followed passing over the limbs. The train was signaled to stop, and the wounded man was removed to the gentleman's waiting room. His wife was informed of the terrible calamity, and coming back was thrown into a state bordering on distraction at the sight of her torn and bleeding husband. Fred appeared to be conscious at the time and spoke cheerfully to his wife and child. 
he was placed in a baggage wagon and removed to his home in the Arnold Block on Washington Street. Doctors Dunning, Kilmer, Hitchcock, McAllister, and Kettering were summoned by telephone and immediately responded. The injured man was placed under the influence of chloroform, and amputation was decided upon at once as the only course to pursue with a view of saving the unfortunate's life. The right leg was therefore amputated midway between the foot and the knee and the left at the hip. The shock was too great, however, and he never rallied, passing away about 9 o'clock, just half an hour after the operation was performed. Fred was a jovial, big-hearted man and had a great many friends in this city. He came here about eight years ago from Goshen and followed his trade, that of a butcher, for some time. Subsequently, he went into the saloon business, which he had been engaged in for several years. He has a mother, stepfather, Mr. C. Hinderer, three brothers and three sisters living in Goshen, and one sister in Middlebury. His age was 31 years. He was married in 1877 to Miss Annie Alexander, who with a bright little girl four years of age is left to mourn his untimely fate. The remains were taken to Goshen on the noon train today, where the interment will take place. You may remember at the beginning of the article, it mentioned that Fred Dutch was the proprietor of the saloon on Main Street in the Oliver House block. And I'll mention that that building still stands today. The Oliver House block was a row of dark brick townhomes on Main Street that today is the string of storefronts containing Nam Nam Pho facing the back of the Morris. They look pretty different than they did at that time. They've The facade has been renovated three or four times since, but they are some of the oldest buildings in downtown South Bend. Until tomorrow, thank you for listening.